tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And the hot weather factors into at least one of the conversations we want to have on Mondays with the mayor this morning. Good morning, mayor. Good morning. So, G.T. Bynum, did you call 911 last night about some ducks stuck in a gate somewhere? <laughs> I specifically did not call 911. I called the non-emergency line for oh. the city. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, <laughs> it's an emergency for that mama duck, but, though. But, yes, there I uh, had... Uh, it was brought to my attention there was a duck running back and forth on Lewis on forty around 49th Street, and cars kept stopping, trying to avoid it, and it was almost causing a bunch of wrecks. And I was out there watching this happen because I went to see it, and I realized <laughs> it was doing that because its ducklings were trapped down in the storm oh. sewer. So I tried to call animal welfare, but they were closed, and so I called the non-emergency line, and uh, very kindly there were some firefighters and police officers who uh, had the time available to come and try and help me get those things out of there but when when you do something like that do you wait for them to ask your name and then say gt bynum or do you just straight out first off say hey it's the mayor i've got this thing going on with ducks over here it, I mean, I was very upfront. I said, this is the mayor and this is a super random situation. And I don't really know what to do or who to ask for help, but want to let you know what it is. And the dispatcher was very kind and said, we'll send somebody out. Oh, yeah. did they rescue the ducks? We did not. It was uh, oh. not a happy conclusion. Oh, they, dear. They ran away uh, further down the line to where uh, we could not reach them. So... Uh, sorry to start your Monday out on that note, yeah. but yeah, no, I, it was, I, I can't say enough about the firefighters and officers who really tried to get them out of there. But you know, when you're, you got tiny little ducklings sure. like that, they can run up all these service lines and stuff. And mm. they were going in every direction to avoid being caught, not knowing that they were, were trying to rescue them. Mm. Well, let's change the topic. I yeah. Guess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, some other good news. I mean, you are headed out to Crow Creek this morning. Yes. No, this is really exciting. Uh, This is something I actually started working on as a city councilor. And so it's awesome to see the new bridge on Crow Creek come to fruition. I mean, this is, uh, I think the bridge that we replaced was WPA era. So I mean, like back almost a hundred year old bridge uh, that had been in severe deterioration for years. Everybody knew it needed to be replaced. It was just a matter of when and how it'd be funded and i can't say enough about the the brookside business association and all of the businesses down there who worked with us on how to best time the project so that we would uh, you know we had originally thought oh we need to keep it two lanes and they came to us and said will it be less uh, disruption it'll be a shorter construction time frame if you just shut the whole thing down and we're like yeah it'll cut 
about 40% of the time frame out and they're like, let's just do that then and get it over with. Oh. And so that's what we've done and the project is completed. And I mean, it hasn't been that big of a hassle to go over to Riverside as the detour and, and get around that area. But boy, it's going to be nice, especially for the people who live like in Maple Crest and stuff to get back down into the shopping areas there on, on Peoria. It's going to be great for access. And, and again, I, I can't say enough about the way the businesses in that area have worked with uh, and around the the disruption, and uh, by all accounts from all of them I've talked with, have done very well during this time, but are, of course, super eager to have the street reopened. We're with Mayor G.T. Bynum. All right, let's talk about the, the fire trucks here. We have uh, 15 at least trucks out of uh, 42 in the fleet that apparently don't have working air conditioning systems. Um, I know that we have new, brand new fire trucks that are on the way, but that's a ways off. What can be done to uh, get the AC working in those other trucks? Yeah, I mean, this is part of a much larger issue that we're dealing with, uh, where our our vehicle fleet in the Tulsa Fire Department was just allowed to get way, way too old. And uh, I've worked with both Chief Driscoll and now Chief Baker to identify what the cost would be to to update our fleet. And in the last couple of years, uh, we've dedicated over $24 million to new trucks. Uh, we've got $16 million in trucks ordered just in the last six months. But of course, as you mentioned, the, the challenge there is that uh, the, the turnaround time on those, it's not like you just go to the fire truck store and pick one out. Uh, they've got to be built. And with all of the the uh, delays that you hear about around construction and manufacturing uh, with supply chain issues, uh, a, a fire truck is a very, uh, 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 what am I trying to say, complicated piece sure. of machinery to build. And so we're looking at a 12 to 18 month lag on, even though we've got $16 million in orders placed, a 12 to 18 month. Uh, 12 to 18 month lag on getting them replaced. And so in the short term, we're, we're fortunate that we have uh, what is independently rated the best fleet maintenance operation of any city in North America. And they're working with the fire department to keep uh, these repaired. The problem is just that our, our fleet is so old that if if a backup truck is broken down, you can't take a truck that has a broken AC out of service to fix it uh, and not have enough fire trucks available to respond to emergencies. So oh. that's the the dance that the the fire department and our asset management team are working through right now. It is incredibly frustrating to me, though, uh, as a mayor, to know that we've got firefighters out there responding in heat like we've got right now that don't have working ACs. And this has been something that I've really pressed both our current fire chief and his predecessor on because I don't want our firefighters having to work in those conditions. And so to find out that that we still have this problem, even after the council and I allocating millions to fix it, is incredibly frustrating. Uh, just lastly, and I don't know if you and Skylar touched on this. I don't think you did last week, but th this... Uh, uh, idea of an outside police liaison, not an office of independent monitor or you know anything like that, but an outside police liaison is it seems like that's something you support and that the police support and that maybe moving forward. Can you give us a progress report on exactly what that is and where it stands? 
Yeah, I really want to give a lot of credit on this to my colleagues on the city council, and in particular, Councillor Patrick and Councillor Arthur Knizek, uh and Councillor Dodson. Uh, all, all three of them, when we were having the the OIM discussion recently, they said, you know, I we do think that there ought to be some place you can go to that's outside of the police department where if you want to look at body camera footage or you want to file a report, you can go to that place and you can know that's your person to go to to get uh, follow up to see what Chief Franklin and his team have done in reviewing mm-hmm. the complaint that you filed or uh, followed up on it. And listening to the discussion, because that's what I prefer to do in these debates is try to listen and find the common ground, it became very apparent to me that what my colleagues on the council were saying was very similar to what Chief Franklin had been telling me he would like to see and what others in the community have been telling me they would like to see. And so I realized there's a lot of common ground here and we just need to get together and work out the details of what it would look like. And it's not a, you know, it's not going to satisfy those who want to have untrained citizens doing subpoenas of police officers and rendering discipline. Uh, If you can believe that, that is actually what people are calling for. But this is simply an outside entity where if somebody has an interaction with an officer that maybe they don't feel right about, they can go talk to somebody who's independent uh, and let them know about it. Or if they want to review body camera footage, they can do that in a outside independent place and know that it's going to be followed up on and again both the police department the council and i i think we're all in agreement that that would be a great thing to have we just got to work through the details and so uh, we're going to be meeting next week uh to to talk through that there's there's an old word that i think applies here and i know you've you've been looking for what to call this person or persons Uh, in journalism back in the day we'd call it an ombudsman Yes. You know, somebody who advocates for the customer or for the reader or in this case for the citizen. Exactly. That's that's a great way to put it. All right. Mayor, thank you. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.